0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this Mass, the gift of Lent, the opportunity to come and to worship you. As you send your Holy Spirit upon us, we may have a fruitful Lent, give you glory, and give you worship, and convert our hearts to your most sacred will, amen. As I was praying with the beginning of Lent, which is today, the first Sunday of Lent, I was praying with kind of the past few years of timelines think about it in the Lent of 2020 is when kind of COVID peaked and spiked and we had to close our churches right with information we had at our hands at our disposal it was the right decision to make at the time so we had a whole like half of Lent of 2020 we were we weren't in church we were at our homes praying and fasting we we weren't in person for Palm Sunday for Easter these great feast days it was uh just interesting anyway and then the year later was we were still masked, we were still social distancing, and then by Palm Sunday of 2021 is when we kind of stopped all of the masks social, and social distancing in the churches, and then we went back to kind of relative normalcy thereafter. And now, here we are, Lent of 2022, providentially, I think, maybe interestingly. Tomorrow, all the kids go back to school maskless, right? Fought that battle and won. It took longer than we even hoped, but it is what it is. But now, we're kind of like it's, it essentially, think about it, two-year plan of kind of back to back to it. Like, if, unless you're flying or going international, right? We're kind of back to to normalcy. So it's it's important for us to try to enter back into the Lenten season, back into the whole opportunity of seven weeks to fast and to grow and to grow in God's love. But I was also thinking, for me personally, not just of the past two years, but of really the timelines of our lives. Right? I've been a priest, for example, for ten and a half years. Have I had the most fruitful of Lent's? This is my 11th Lent as a priest. Am I the person, the man of God, the priest that God wants me to be? Have I grown in the trajectory of holiness that God has planned out for me? In my entire life, have I really grown to where God, God wants me to be? For example, I was thinking about me as a kid, I don't know, 10 years old, during Lent. I have a distinct memory of like driving back from church during Lent, running to my room ripping open a box of girl scout cookies and like eating half of the box because i was like i gave up cookies for Lent or whatever i don't know what i gave up but sundays sundays i don't have to fast so i therefore i have to eat as many cookies as humanly possible because i don't know that's where i was in my spiritual life as a 10 year old now in my mid-30s am i holier am i really excited to fast No, right? I still love pleasures. I still love steak, and I can't have steak on Fridays of Lent. But God is calling me to holiness. God is calling us to holiness. God is calling us to be better. And for us as a parish community, as a Chaldean community, as an entire Christian community across the world, billions, literally billions of followers of Jesus, the entire Christian world stops. For these seven weeks, as we prepare ourselves for Holy Week, prepare ourselves for Easter, and we grow in, in fasting and prayer and fasting and almsgiving, so as to better ourselves, so as to be reflective, to, to get away from sin, to get away from the pleasures of this world, and to go closer to the heart of God. The whole Christian community does it. And here we are too. We should also grow in it. And we're the first Sunday of Lent, preparing ourselves for a relatively, hopefully normal, normal Lent. So what do we do during Lent? We fast like Jesus. Christ went to the desert for 40 days, and we fast for 40 days. Well, the Buddha has it 50 days because it's seven weeks. And, this and Okay, listen. In my opinion of the timeline of life, it's six weeks of Lent, preparing ourselves for Palm Sunday, and Holy Week is its own fast. Either way, it's all semantics. Make sure you fast until Easter. So what do we do? Three things. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. For prayer, So many opportunities to pray. We have to be deeply embedded into the Word of God. We have to read Scripture. Father Mike Schmitz's Bible in the Year podcast is is masterpiece. If you haven't started, start it. If you started and didn't finish it, restart it. Or go back to where you stopped and keep going with it. Scripture, the Word of God, has to be in our minds constantly. Pray daily rosary. Pray daily divine mercy chaplet. Go to daily Mass. Some seven years ago, ECRC started their morning English Mass during Lent. As a Lenten offering for us to go and to have a little bit of prayer prior to our days to have Mass, and now it's been going ever since. So ECR is daily Mass every day at eight thirty. We have Mass here at St. Thomas in the morning on Tuesdays and Thursdays in English at 7 30. In the morning, get up, worship Jesus. 10 a.m. Mass in Chaldean. Still come and worship Jesus, even if you don't understand it. That's the beauty of the Mass. Every Thursday, we have adoration. Uh, from 11 a.m. till 10 p.m. When there was a massive snowstorm like two weeks ago, I like sat in the back for my, myself from like five to nine because nobody was in the church. But we still had the Eucharist. We still adore Jesus just without people, right? And this is an opportunity. Lent is a great opportunity to go back to Jesus, even confessions. Right? As the whole world pauses and reflects upon their souls, pauses and reflects upon their, their own relationship with God, when was your last confession? When was the last time you went to a minister of God and confessed your sins? Was it pre-COVID? Was it last year, last Easter? Was it when you got married? Was it your first communion? Go back to God's mercy and enter into this Lent fruitfully. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Fasting. I have a story I tell all the time because it's oh so funny. It was a Friday of Lent. It, was, it wasn't even a priest. It was a seminarian. Friday of Lent, I went to my buddy's wing shop. He had like a wing shop, I don't know, whatever. So I'm there visiting him and he's like, hey, you want some chicken wings? They're really good. I was like, yeah, it's Friday of Lent. I can't eat meat. We don't eat meat during Fridays of Lent. He's like, oh, we have shrimp. And I was like, sweet, run it. Give me some fried shrimp. One of the guys working with him, a nice Kelly and loud mouth, was like, you know, do you eat meat during Lent? I was like, on Fridays, they don't eat meat. He's like, you know that shrimp is going to be fried in the same oil they fry the chicken in. I was like, okay. He's like, for me, 50 days of Lent, I don't eat any meat. Okay, I'm, I'm going to still eat the shrimp, but thank you for your concern in my life. So then uh, I'm eating the shrimp and talking to the guy because he seems really faithful. I'm like, you, know, you seem really faithful. You know, where do you live? What church you go to? He's like, oh, I don't go to church. I'm like, you don't go to church, you schmuck. Then what are you talking to me about eating <laughs> shrimp fried? Like, what do you care where, you? where my shrimp is fried? Why? Because you don't even worship God. And I think about that often because in my heart, I judged him. I really did. I was like, you're an idiot whatever thank you for judging me right but in reality he was trying right he was trying he's fat he's on a different path of conversion than i was a different path in his relationship with god than i was but he was trying and i pray that man has really converted his heart and goes to master, to worship jesus and everyone's at different places in their fasting life everyone's at different places in their relationship with god so even isaiah is preaching it right he's really almost upset with those who are fasting he says, is it not, is not this the fast that I choose to lose the bonds of wickedness? Because fasting can't just be like, well, I fasted from meat for 50 days. I don't know, for example. Therefore, I'm amazing. I fasted from coffee all of Lent. I did such a good job and I pat myself on the back. That can't be the purpose of Lent. And, and, and naturally, as we enter into Lent, there's going to be critics. It just, it's just kind of like par, like par for the course. It happens every single Lent. Like all you Catholics, or even like Kellyans who are not as faithful. Like all you guys fast during Lent, but you eat sushi every Friday. You eat lobster bisque on Fridays of Lent. Hey, what kind of fast is that? Oh, you fast for Lent? Oh, God bless you. You haven't spoken to your brother in 20 years. Or you gossip about so-and-so, or you hate so-and-so. And and they're 100% correct. They're right. They are. If we're going to fast from food, we have to have a conversion of heart as well. In our relationships, and our love of God, we have to find peace in them. There has to be a connection. They can't be disconnected. And, but people are on different paths of life. For example, sometimes during Lent, people will like, for this year, for Lent, I'm going to go to Mass every Sunday. Something we should be doing anyway. Or for, the, for Lent this year, I'm going to give up weed. Or I'm going to give up some sexual sin that I've really been struggling with. And we can sit there, holier than thou, and say, you can't give up sin during Lent. You should give up something substantial. There are different places in their relationship with God. There are different places as they continue in their conversion to love of God. Let that be a starting point for them and focus on ourselves. Where is God calling us to be holier, to fast from things like screens and social media and TV? And don't mess with God. Don't tempt God like, well, I'm going to give up Netflix, but I'm going to watch Hulu, right? It's not how this works. Okay, I'm going to give up coffee but i'm gonna drink espresso all right don't tempt god right whatever you give up give it up substantially snacks and sweets and drinks and coffee and alcohol unneeded shopping you don't need those new pair of shoes i promise you you'll survive tobacco or any form of nicotine you take into your body by all means fast from them these are good things to fast from Makeup, I'm giving up my, my bronzer for lens. <laughs> okay? Hey. Think about makeup. It's an interesting thing, right? Because it's really a part of, of, of human life. And there's a balance to it. Because especially for, for women in the world, you, you have to be presentable to the world around you, right? If you don't wear any makeup and don't put any color in your hair, people are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> Sick, do you want to talk about it? There's that balance, right? There's like clown makeup and then there's like looking like you're sick. So there is that balance of life that you have to look presentable to the world. But you can be really restrictive. Like these four items I'm going to use only or something like that. right? And that can be a very beautiful way to, to, to repress yourself, to fast from material things in this world. Going out to eat. All these things in our lives that are kind of excessive, that we don't need. You don't need sugar. You don't need sweets. You know, you might actually need coffee to be nice to people. So if that's you, please don't give up coffee. Be nice to me on Monday mornings. right? You know your life. You know what is good to fast from and what would be detrimental. You know what would be very fruitful to fast from and you're thinking of something, but you don't want to because it would be too hard. Do that offer, actually offer something from your heart, from your life, as a sacrifice from God during Lent. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Think of the world we live in. We have to be very careful of almsgiving because it's not when almsgiving is giving to the poor. It shouldn't be a means where you feel bad that you drive a nice car, or you feel bad that you're financially successful, or you feel bad that you have a nice house or food in the pantry, or 401k, whatever it is in your life that you have worked for and earned, don't feel bad about it, but look at it as an opportunity, almost an obligation to help those in need, and be substantial about it. For example, let's say you give up going out to dinner three days a week for all of Lent, right? Let's say you save $100, a week during Lent. At the end of Lent, seven weeks, you have had, you will have saved seven hundred dollars on food that you didn't need. Maybe just fasted from food those evenings. Then you say, okay, at the end of Lent, I'm going to give a thousand dollars to the poor. Be substantial about it. Be specific about it. Be intentional about it. Maybe you're ten years old and you get allowance. What's a normal allowance? Twenty dollars. Fifty. Fifteen makes more sense. Fifteen dollars. Okay, let's say you get allowance fifteen dollars. You save. of that $15 and you don't buy whatever candy you were going to buy. At the end of Lent, you have $14. Give it to the poor. Wherever you're at in your life and your finances, be substantial, be intentional. And open up your pantry, honestly. Open up your pantry, open up your fridge, and then pray and reflect upon those who are in Lebanon, the refugees in Lebanon who can't work, who don't have an income, who literally don't know where tomorrow's bread is coming from as we eat our ribeyes. Not to make you feel bad, but we should feel an obligation to help those who are in need. Whatever you do during Lent, whatever you're doing during this time of Lent, be extremely intentional about it. Literally, your homework today is to go home and write it down. Let's write prayer, fasting, almsgiving. Next to prayer, what are you going to do? Next to fasting, what are you going to do? Next to almsgiving, what are you going to do? And then put it on your dresser. And every week, make sure you read it. And every week, edit it. And add to it and go deeper and deeper and deeper with the love of God. Let this be the first normal Lent in a couple years. But let it be a time of conversion for your hearts to go closer to the love of God. Amen.